0: Taking what you need doesn't require you to like it or share it or comment. It could just be, hey, I needed that today.
1: This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need. To do alopecia your way.
2: Welcome to season two, episode nine of alopecia life. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and our guest today, Annie Foss, and Finney, who has a starring role right around the 16 minute mark. Some of you may know her as alopecia Annie. She started the alopecia totalis and universalis support group on Facebook after being diagnosed with alopecia in 2017. Although Annie considers herself just a regular old gal, she is so much more, including being an expert in her own experiences in life as an introverted empath. When I met Annie a few years ago, I could feel how important helping others was and continues to be for her. The challenges of running an online support group are many, and the way in which Annie began her so early in her alopecia journey struck me as remarkable. Annie, welcome to Alopecia Life today.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: You're welcome. Today, you and I are going to be talking about support groups and specifically the one that you started um, after you were diagnosed in 2017. I want to start off by just talking about your alopecia story and how everything kind of fell into place with the support group.
0: Well, in April 2017, April 1st to be exact, you know, April Fool's Day, <laughs> I woke up and about a good portion of the hair from the back of my head was on my pillow. Mm -hmm. And when I took off my nightshirt, there was a whole bunch more of it. I had moved recently to North Dakota, so I was in an area that um, the only person I really knew was my husband and the people that I was working with, who were all very kind and understanding um, as they literally watched my hair rain around me and land on the floor Mm -hmm. (laughs) at work. But they didn't really know what that experience was like. They were on the other side. My employer had an employee assistance plan who I contacted amongst my doctor and who put me in touch with the dermatologist who did a a biopsy and sent it out and said, Yep, you have alopecia. And the employee assistance plan in North Dakota had no local resources. They didn't have anyone who participated with their plan to actually provide me the support that an employee assistance plan normally does. So I had sought out some counseling on my own, which was very helpful. During that time, I was trying different things that the dermatologist had given me, topical things, steroids, oral steroids. Um, Nothing was helping. My hair continued to fall out. I was very grateful to have A therapist to speak to. I think that everyone benefits from counseling, whether you're going through alopecia or just life in general. I found it very helpful, but still, it I I didn't know anyone else like me. There was no one to connect with who understood what was happening. By June of that year of 2017, so two months later, and two months and two days later, my husband shaved what very little hair remained. I have a picture of it in a box. There was so little left. It was really, you know, I look back and think, what was I waiting for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it was when I was ready. And I know that my siblings had opinions about when I should have done it. But again, it had to be when I was ready. And then um, I think in part because of what that it was going through this in front of this audience in my job, Mm -hmm. I actually found it very difficult to continue doing that job. And I did Change jobs in the midst of this. I went back to, I do have my master's in education, and I went back to teach preschool <laughs> because it just seemed like, for what I was going through, that it was going to be easier to hang out with kids all day. Crazy as that sounds. <laughs> and honestly, truly, these families and these kids were the best medicine. So I had started that in August. I was already wearing a wig again because. I wasn't really comfortable being that vulnerable. And I was amongst, everything was still new to me. I was in this new, new area, new people, another new job, kids not really knowing how they'd respond. I did go to work wearing the wig. And a couple weeks later, my eyelashes were all gone. My eyebrows were already all gone. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I got from one of the little ones was, um, your eyebrows, you plucked them all out. Where did they go? <laughs> and I, you know, it was really the first time that I kind of had to decide how I was going to respond to how people would respond. Fortunately, you know, she was four or five, yeah <laughs> and I could just, you know, laugh it off. But I'm, I'm still, you know, besides having talking to a therapist whose son wound up being in my class, so I stopped going to her. I, I was just longing for that connection to someone who knew what it was like. And I had been on the internet looking for support groups. I had contacted NAF. NAF had sent me all their brochures, including the list of support groups. But again, it's just not a very populated state. Mm -hmm. It's not to say there's no one there with alopecia. It's just there just weren't the support groups. The infrastructure wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I, I started finding groups on Facebook. And there's some truly wonderful groups on Facebook. There are some great resources. I have connected with some incredible people through those resources, but I still found that I was struggling with not the format of the support, but that, you know, I kind of started with a general alopecia group and I found that, you know, I didn't know what alopecia was until it happened to me. And there were so many people who had alopecia areata they hadn't progressed to totalis or universalis which is where i was and for where i was with coping with it the groups that had people who were very stressed out about their spots and rightfully so Mm -hmm. perspective is everything that was their reality that was what was happening to them and that was you don't understand it it's it's a struggle It's, it's difficult you don't want people to see it you don't want anyone to know but for me where I had lost all of my hair, my eyebrows, you know, head to toe, mm-hmm. I lost everything. It was difficult for me to wade through the, I have a spot, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Because internally, I thought, geez, I wish that's all I had was a spot. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, but again, I'm not downplaying anyone's struggle, because everyone's journey is, is their own, and different, mm-hmm. and equally difficult. So then I just kind of decided one day, I'm not finding amongst these several groups I've joined the type of support that I'm looking for. So maybe I should just create my own group. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really how it began. I decided to call it Alopecia Totalis and Universalis Support, figuring that the, the name of the group would lend itself to the idea that We're really catering to people who have experienced complete hair loss on their scalp. Did you feel like having
2: Universalis was kind of more final in your mind? Like it felt like, I mean, even though we realized that we could start growing our hair back tomorrow, right? I mean, that could happen to each of us. But Mm -hmm. there's still like a, a finality about it where you go, okay, I am here. I'm not in that in the other stage. I'm not in that areata where I'm coming and going and I'm wondering how much is going to do that. And I don't have to think about that anymore. So did you feel a sense of kind of relief at that point? I mean, I know it was still fairly new to you, so I can Mm -hmm. really appreciate
0: that. My initial diagnosis was alopecia areata in April 2017. But while I was diagnosed, I was literally already halfway to totalis. Mm -hmm. So it was so fast and furious that I, I didn't have spots growing up or it didn't come mm-hmm. and go, right. that it was still just so... I suppose that there, there was a, a sense of finality in the, okay, well, now I don't have to worry tomorrow if uh, I'm going to find eyelashes on my cheek because mm-hmm. that was happening. But I think that it was, it was just so sudden, mm-hmm. unexpected that... There's a lot of the last few years that's truly like a a blur to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I learned to live with it and become okay with it. Right. But for me, speaking for myself, I don't think anything about it feels final just because, you know, oh, hey, I have, you know, 50 hairs on the top of my head right now. It's the most I've had in three years. Where's it going to go from there? You know, there's always that. Is anyone else experiencing this? Mm
2: (laughs) That really speaks to the support group, right? Because mm-hmm. you and you can just say, "Hey," and and you do. You post photos. You say, "Check those out." Is anybody else mm-hmm. experiencing that? And mm-hmm. people in the same position say, "Yes." And you know, if you don't want to comment, you don't. So I think that that really does speak volumes to the fact that you wanted to start the support group for yourself, but to help others too. That's kind of a big step to take at that stage. In your hair loss journey, especially when the struggle is so real. When a lot of the time we do, we want to just kind of be an observer. Oftentimes in those early days, we want to observe, we want to pay attention to what other people are saying and not really interact necessarily. So I think Yeah, I think your group was exactly what you needed and it was exactly what a lot of other people needed too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, it truly was something I needed. I realized myself that it's still like an ongoing form of therapy for me to admin this group Mm -hmm. of wonderful, fabulous people. And it's always been my notion that it should be something where you take what you need. Mm -hmm and leave what you don't. And taking what you need doesn't require you to like it or share it or comment. It could just be, hey, I needed that today. And mm-hmm. you you internalize that and you go on your way. The number of people in the group versus the number of people who are active, there's a big variance there. Right. But I know that there are a lot of people who I've had some private messages from people where I know they're taking away things, even though other people might not realize that they're there.
2: Right.
0: I'm not looking to grow this into the, the biggest group on Facebook and be considered an influencer of any in any <laughs> form or way. It's not the foundation for any business or anything that I'm trying to grow. I'm just trying to live as a woman with alopecia universalis who needed to know that she wasn't alone and that there are others out there who i knew had to feel the same way i did i have to acknowledge alexa at your beautiful life i don't know if you're familiar with her page but i went through a very difficult couple of years at the time she had started her group which is not specific to any disease or cause or anything. It's just truly life lesson type of thing. Her page was in its infancy when I found it. And the type of messages and quotes, and I borrow her stuff all the time, but it always has her name on it, so she's getting credit for it, mm-hmm. that her format lended itself quite a bit to my format where if I see something and whether it's regardless of who made it and again I always use where there are names on it so I can credit the creators that format helped me so much get through a difficult time in my life that had nothing to do with alopecia mm. that if I see something that is meaningful it speaks to me in some way I'm connecting it to how I feel about alopecia or felt about alopecia whether it was yesterday two weeks ago month ago when it first happened or mm-hmm. how I might feel tomorrow. I think, well, this might help someone else too because it's speaking to me where I'm connecting it to my alopecia experience. It might speak to them too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll say something about it. Sometimes I'll just put it right there and it helps them. Does mm-hmm. If it does, doesn't, they'll keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. I love
2: how you stay engaged though, even if it's, you know, when somebody comments and you respond. And I think that is really the great thing about having a much smaller group to kind of watch over and kind of caretake really. You are doing that with the group. You're very protective. You are careful about what things are posted and not in the way that you're, you know, you can't do that. It's just like, let's be open. (laughs) You have these rules. And what would you say if somebody was coming to the group and they were just looking, for some support, what would they have to adhere to? What are your rules? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, I should have like reread them so I can remember. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is that you're not here just to have access to our membership because you're trying to grow some mm-hmm. following of your own or trying to sell something that you're convinced you have found the cure, which we know that there isn't one multi level marketing. Things are hugely against them. Mm -hmm. Um, I got sucked in a multi level marketing product, product line, I really should say, in the very beginning. And the multi level marketing setups to begin with are a whole nother story, but they make claims that are not proven and they prey on. I mean, I was desperate when I was like, sure, sign me up. I'm going to try that because people have thrown all kinds of money at that because they're desperate for an answer. And as I've said so many times, alopecia does what it wants, when it wants, for however long it wants or not. Mm -hmm. And there's no proof with those types of products that anyone's regrowth was really necessarily a result of those things as well. So it's okay that we talk about clinical trials and successes or not of products that are in clinical trials. There are a number of people in the group who do use them and um, many who can attest to some of their efficacy and others who say, "Mm, I tried it, it, didn't work. So that's the biggest thing for me that you're not, you know, throwing your GoFundMe's up there or Mm -mm. trying to fundraise for other things and... It's really truly for me about just trying to be there for anyone who needs to vent because we're all in different places on our journey. You know, as new people come in, I recognize that they are where I was when I started the group. I don't want them to be preyed upon by those types of products as well. Right, right. They're expensive. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think
2: that that speaks to that really protective nature. What you've done in such a short period of time is really phenomenal.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. and when you met me, you met me at a very um, emotional moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, I, <laughs> so remember. I probably didn't <laughs> portray myself as as you might have perceived me, because uh, I've told you this before that um, you know when I showed up in Arizona at the NAF conference. Mm-hmm. I stopped at your table because I think it was in one of the other alopecia support groups and someone had solicited people who were willing to be interviewed about their alopecia. It was a grad student doing her thesis. she had decided to do that because her niece was going through alopecia and she wanted to understand it better. And her subject for what she was in grad school for lended itself to being able to utilize that. And I bring this up because truly my chat with her over the phone lasted far longer than she'd scheduled me for. Mm -hmm. It was raw. It was emotional for me and her. The way she responded to the conversation, she was moved by it. She had some of the head-on stories of alopecia books. She had Purchased a couple Mm -hmm. and she decided by the end of our conversation, that I'm going to send you one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got that book and that was just another piece of my journey that, okay, now I have this, and it literally became my coffee table book and there it sat and I would read different stories each night. And so when I saw you and at your table I, and I came, I had to tell you that I have your book and you reached out to shake my hand and, and it, was, it was the first time. That I really felt that I made a connection with someone who knew what this was, and um, I'm getting emotional now. As <laughs> I am too, I am too. You don't always know what you're doing or saying. Mm-hmm. How people sometimes I wonder: Am I really reaching people? Is it really making a difference? Yeah, you know, and it to have that validation. Which I'm sure you felt, yeah um, yeah, And which I get that feedback from some people in the group who are some of them could probably admin the group better than I do. Those, their responses to people are phenomenal. I think, well, I couldn't have written that in a million years, <laughs> and they're just some truly, truly gifted people who are sharing their their journey and their their support of others is phenomenal it was a, another touch point moment for me mm-hmm.
2: yeah and I you've mentioned that to me before that experience that we had together and I didn't know part of it though I didn't know that you had been gifted head-on stories of mm-hmm. alopecia by someone else. So that's really um that you did. You made me tear up because I was thinking about that moment when we met. It is that connection, right? I mean you you yourself are making a difference. We don't know how many people we touch, but we just hope that it's in the right way and it's providing mm-hmm. what they need in the moment for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Even when I, you know, I didn't teach for long, but in the years that I taught, I always said, you know, am I making a difference? I always settled with myself that, you know, even if I, even if I've only touched one of their lives in a remarkable way, Mm -hmm. it was all worth it. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. So... That is a great note to end on. That was (laughs) beautiful. Thank you. Mm I just want to thank you for being here with me today, Annie. And I'll put the link for the Facebook group in the show notes so that folks can find it if they're not already part of it and then get connected with you personally. That sounds terrific.
0: Fantastic. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was quite an honor to get your request.
2: Thank you for joining us today. For those of you who would like to be part of the private Alopecia Totalis and Universalis Facebook community, that link is in the show notes. Within the episode, Annie mentioned a group that inspired her, Your Beautiful Life by Alexa, along with my book, Head-On Stories of Alopecia. Those links can also be found in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
1: you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.